can you hear me? Yeah, hi, Megan. Hi. Hi, how's your day? Hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, sweat out of every pore before I even got to work. So, yeah, it's been just great. How hot is it in New York right now? Uh, it's like 92 with, like, a oh, thousand hi. percent humidity. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, you just really can't explain the, like, heinous, disgusting monstrosity of like a subway station and that temperature with like everyone in the mornings commuting it's so special this is really the city of dreams yeah I feel it I mean it was 92 here yesterday in Seattle that's the biggest or it's the number one city without air conditioning really (laughs) yeah it was 92 here yesterday yeah it's it's always 70% humidity here and so then riding the bus if someone even like looks at me wrong I'm like ready to fight no, I know. I'm the exact same way. I'm really dramatic about, like, being, like, hot and all that stuff, like, always. Even, like, in Phoenix, when it's, like, 100 and not humid at all. I'm really dramatic about it. But make here, add about, like, 8 million extra people and then just add humidity to it. And I'm, I have rage. Well, plus it's, like, I don't think a lot of people that listen to us, like, we, like, grew up with, like, realize. But it's hotter, like, in a city because like all the buildings and like oh boy (laughs) oh for sure like the concrete just like absorbs the heat and it's all the windows reflecting off each other you're just like in a fucking terrarium yeah it's actually misery like people think summer in new york is such like a magical place rooftops and it's like no 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 it's damp and it's smelly (laughs) Uh, summer in Seattle is actually pretty magical. I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, I would. I imagine it would be. So good on you. <laughs> well, that's the weather. So I guess we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part three of our podcast. We talk about the weather. <laughs> we decided to give up on the Bachelor. We just do weekly weather updates for cities <laughs> that no one else lives in. I mean, normally I wouldn't be so like petty and just like bullshit small talk to talk about the weather. But, like, that's how fucking bad it is. It's just been terrible. Yeah. I mean, the world is, like, fucking overheating. To For Seattle to get to be 92 is, like, everyone was, like, screaming at each other in the street. <laughs> where God, like, can you believe this? Yeah, I mean, it's actually, like, the world is kind of, like, ending. And it's kind of, like, scary. Like, everything's on fire. And, yeah, did you hear about... Uh, uh, Although I feel stupid for saying this because I just don't really get it and I'm not trying to be really insensitive, but so Japan's like having that heat wave. Mm-hmm. By the way, you guys, welcome back to Pop Culture Swine. This is our episode where we talk about reality television. <laughs> In case you couldn't figure it out because who can? <laughs> um, someone's like, did I click on the wrong app? What the fuck is this? But Japan's like having a heat wave right now. And 138 people have died this summer from it. Yeah, I read, I mean, I'm the same way. I haven't read that much into it, but it's just really, how? But, like, it said, like, the highest temperature it's been so far is 106. So. I'm confusion, because, like, that's, like, a cold day in December in Phoenix. (laughs) Yeah, that's, hmm, might have to read up on that a little bit. Maybe it's just really fucking humid. Or, I mean, if they're not used to that type of heat anyway, then they probably just don't have, like, the resources to, like, tolerate it. Yeah, I guess. Because I was like, oh, geez, how hot is it? Then it was, like, 106, and I was like, that's, like, a nice day in the summer in Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly. (laughs) Like, 120 is, like, when I start to, like, murder. But, like, 106, I'm like, wow, who's down for a bike ride? (laughs) Cool front. (laughs) Geez, gotta get my sweater. confused of like wait 106 but yeah like I guess if you like don't know to hydrate if you like don't have air conditioning or if you like don't know to like not stay in the sun because you're just I don't know yeah and that's the weather you guys catch you guys here next Wednesday (laughs) talk about (laughs) hurricanes (laughs) (sighs) Um, speaking of you know what yeah go on speaking of sweat (laughs) 
Bye, Rocky. Yeah, he's he's a hot bitch. He's a hot dog. <laughs> hot dog. Um, just another quick side note before we go into this. There's like this secret deli I go to that I like. I'm always hesitant to tell people about because it's a hidden gem and I just don't want people to know about it. Ooh, we love a good deli sandwich. Oh my god, they have the best fucking hot dogs. Holy shit. I ate two hot dogs in a row this past week for lunch. Mmm. Well, if you're that kind of thing. (laughs) You know I love hot dogs. Yeah, I do. How was your Lunchable? It was good. (laughs) It was actually really good. What kind was it? Turkey and cheese? Yeah, it's just a very generic small like turkey and american fuck yeah a little, little lunchable charcuterie <laughs> <laughs> yeah just my little charcuterie plate and it came with two oreos so oh wow that should hold me over until dinner because <laughs> 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 i am gonna eat dinner after this but i knew if I, eat, I was gonna flip out um yeah. i know you wanted to be focused because sunday's episode was all over the place with that fucking spider and i was like listen oh my god i enjoyed that I enjoyed that. I, like, listened back, and I was like, this episode's so terrible, but I can literally know why, because the whole time my mouth was just like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As I'm like, I want to stay focused. Here's 15 minutes of me talking about literally not anything this episode's about. (laughs) I enjoyed it. It reminded me of our, like, wasp friend. I was just thinking that. Stop. I was just thinking that wasp that stole my fucking internet (laughs) I know. Like, I was actually listening to the, your podcast. I was going to text you and be like, um, the spider, a.k.a. the wasp in the Rita house is on the first day we moved in. Use <laughs> my fucking data. That we tried to kill with, like, a textbook. <laughs> or that, that time that you, you and Katie woke me up. Hi, everyone. Back to another story. That time that you and Katie woke me up in the middle of the night because that fucking giant moth that was in your bedroom and remember we called blaze and we were like can you just come over right now and he's like we didn't give him any information so he came over with a fucking gun and he was like what's wrong okay he did not come with a gun no he did i do not recall he did i remember it was so funny because we were like oh there's just like a moth on the couch All we said was like, "Can you come over now?" (laughs) We all had like we all we were we were all holding like brooms and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, college! Mm. Um, (laughs) That was the fucking funniest shit. Um, but fuck bugs. So (laughs) I guess we should just go into the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So is the season finale. Yay! I mean, it was so exciting. It was like a pretty boring op- episode. It really was. I mean, Chris Harrison gets me every fucking time with his whole like, "No, you will cry." He has that like super convincing voice, and I'm just like, "Okay." Well, like when we were like going to the Blake part, and he was like, "I promise you, you've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like thing like this." So prepare yourselves. I know, and I was like, "Oh shit, okay." But then I was, I was like, like "Wait a minute, get like, I... suicidal." But then I was like, "No, he's." <laughs> yeah, I feel like I definitely have seen something like, and honestly, like I've seen a bunch of dramatic finales in the show, whatever. Sure, but it's really hard to just top last seasons, like with Becca, obviously, just because that was. I mean, I, I know you didn't watch every season. Say it again. <laughs> we get it. I didn't watch it. Um, but like that whole finale, like that whole event that they did was just so fucked up and like crazy. I truly had never seen anything like that. So yeah, no matter what was going to happen this season, it was going to be kind of like anticlimactic compared to that. Yeah. Plus like, and, I feel like the men she had, no shade to them. It They were just kind of boring. Also, like I just knew, we all knew who she was going to pick. So it was like. Yep. Yep, okay. exactly what I was going to say. And we knew since literally day one who she was going to pick. So e- there were even certain times in the episode where they tried to, like, throw us off. But yeah. then again, they didn't. I feel like they kind of just ran with the fact that Garrett was going to win and everyone knew it. I think so, too. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I wasn't, like, this episode, like, wasn't exciting to me because, yeah, I just knew who won. And, like, Becca's kind of not boring but mild. And then, like, the men she are 
she's dating are like very mild so it was like okay yeah like just some yeah i mean white folks getting engaged i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean it was a hard decision for her i get that and she clearly like struggled with that but i think for the most part she just kind of wanted this whole thing to be over i agree yeah. like i think she was happy which is great and then she just wanted it to be over so i don't blame her it's not like she was gonna go out of her way to like be any type of way this close to the end because she knows what she wanted and she got it yeah I think she's just ready to go back and like live a normal life because like two years of her life now has been dedicated to this shit and it's just like that's gotta be so exhausting yeah and it's probably not gonna stop anytime soon no but at least she has like a solid she can like go home like yeah she doesn't have to like fucking hide anymore yeah and like not live out of a suitcase and like date a million other people or like be in a house with a million other people so i would want to get out of that too she doesn't have to wear clothes selected by our friend (laughs) and bachelor stylist carrie carrie fuck you carrie you did us all dirty carrie gave us a good finale with that live dress yeah, that she wore. I actually really liked that. It's probably something I would wear myself. Becca like picked it out herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he posted something about it on his Instagram. He's like, "Fine, I'll give her this <laughs> one time." Maybe he hated her because he thinks that Garrett's like racist and homophobic. So he's like, "Fuck you." Well, you know, everyone has their opinions on that. <laughs> so then maybe. He, I'm just- Dress her like shit. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, so back to the episode. We like open on the Maldives. That's where they are for the finale. Becca. This I feel like this episode's just going to be so short because I'm just like Becca's there. Her family's there to like meet the two men to see like if they have any advice they can give her. So the first guy to meet her family is Garrett. And, um, oh, we learned that. So I was right when I was talking about Garrett's ex. We learned that his family and his ex got in a fight. And it just, like, he kind of chose his family over his wife. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting that they waited this long this is what he told her family, right? Yeah. So this is this came out when Garrett was in conversation with, I don't know, her uncle. Her uncle? Her uncle, yeah. Her uncle. <laughs> yeah, because Becca's dad has passed away, so her uncle is kind of like that father figure. Anyway, so he's like the one to impress. So Garrett's telling him this story, and I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of shocking that we hadn't heard that little detail yet. That that's really why that their marriage ended. Yeah, but like that's exactly what I said too. I was like, I feel like his family probably did something. Not that I'm saying like his family's bad, but you know, like families can get like territorial. Yeah, they can be really controlling. So I felt like I felt like they probably made her feel like uh, like unwelcomed and like turned into a fight. And then she was like, Well, I don't feel like I'm going to repair that situation. Like, what's the point? And then he like chose his family. Well, and we also find out in Garrett's conversation with Becca's family that his mother has battled um, two types of cancer. Oh, yeah. That was so sad. I don't remember. I don't. Breast cancer and thyroid cancer? I, I know it was breast cancer. I don't remember the second one. But that's, like, terrible. Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe something was happening around that time that his mother was like sick or battling this stuff and like it's like I don't know there's just so much we don't know but it's weird because Garrett has been like the happy-go-lucky guy all season like oh nothing bad ever happens to me and then he's just like um my ex-wife had a huge fight with my family and my mom is had two types of cancer like that's those are bad things yeah and then he's just like really let loose like he's clearly been holding a lot of shit in because when he's talking to Becca's uncle, he's, like, talking about his mom getting cancer two times. And he, like, the floodgates open and they just don't close for the rest of the episode. I know. I, like, I felt it was, it was, like, it was nice, actually, to see some genuine emotion out of him. But he cried when he was talking to her uncle and his, her sister. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, like, cries to her uncle and, um, and then... They, like, seemed like they bonded pretty well. And then he, like, meets her sister. 
And her and her sister are like super close. Um, her sister's hair. I sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was right. big. Uh, yeah. So it's probably very humid there. It's yeah, like, uh, the you know, it's like poor thing. It's probably so humid. <laughs> Your hair probably just grew six inches. She's probably having like a Monica in yeah. friends situation, and the next day she probably went to get cornrows with puka shells at the end. Oh, she for sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so then he talks to her her sister and he's just like telling her like about how much he loves her and how like he doesn't want to lose her. And then he starts crying to her, his sister. But like at this point, I literally said out loud by myself in my apartment. I said, Jesus. I know. No, same. I'm literally just like, oh my God, pull yourself together, man. Yeah, because he like. Because he wasn't just, like, one tear. It was, like, literally, like, <laughs> kind of, like, sobbing. Yeah, like, full-on, like, man tears. <laughs> yeah, he, like, was doing, like, that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. By the way, this is literally 15 minutes into the episode. <laughs> and he has full-on sob twice. Wasn't even 15 minutes? I swear to God. It was, like, eight minutes in. And I was, like, my dude, you have got to play so no, because I remember when I texted you, I looked, I was like, well, how long has this been on? And it was 15 minutes, given the first 10 minutes are like bullshit intro stuff. So technically, I guess it was five minutes. <laughs> um, and then Becca and her sister talk and she says like, his, her sister says like, she really likes Garrett. It feels like she's known Garrett for years. And then that Garrett told her that he found his person and then Becca starts crying. Um, it's pretty sweet. It's cute. Be- Becca's basically leaning on her family at this point to give her any type of like, you know, words of wisdom when it comes to who to pick, but they like both the guys like pretty evenly. Yeah. I like, well, we'll talk about our thoughts after this. Um, so then blah, blah, blah. They, Garrett goes back to wherever. And then the cry. Next- <laughs> <laughs> he goes to go swim so that no one can tell he's crying. <laughs> and so then the next day, Blake meets her family. And Rocky, are you okay? <laughs> no, I just threw his ball for him to get him out of my room, and he started running so fast, but he couldn't go anywhere on the floor. <laughs> he was like doing the Scooby Doo. Rocky, everyone is laughing at you on our podcast. No, they're not. He's like, I quit this job. <laughs> Find your own PR manager. <laughs> I worked overtime. I watched four hours of Bachelor. <laughs> he did. He loved it. He was right next to me the whole time. Taking notes. <laughs> yeah. He's like, did you get that part? <laughs> I'll email Will for an interview. <laughs> um. Everyone's like, I fucking am going to turn this episode off. You guys go off path one more time. <laughs> oh, my God. Every time I lost him out of the room, he starts barking. All right, go on. Let's get to Blake. Um, So Blake goes, and Blake is so nervous. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, he does that thing where he, like, tries to say a sentence, but his words are just jumbled, and he, like, repeats himself a billion times. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. I literally have... I said, Blake's on drugs. He said, quote unquote, I'm nervous. I'm excited, but like definitely nervous, but like obviously super excited. Yeah. I, he was, he was freaking the fuck out. And like, he was talking so fast and like so loud and he like kept talking over people. And I don't think he like meant to, I think he was just like so nervous. Mm-hmm. He, like couldn't even wait for someone to finish a question before he just like started talking at them. <laughs> I'm shocked he acted that nervous, to be Me honest. Too. He seems like he would be very, like, I don't know. I'm sure in any normal, like, real-life situation, if you were to bring Blake around to, like, introduce to your family as a significant other, he would be a freaking charmer. Yeah. Um, though I think people just get nervous around, like, I don't know. I've never been a person that got, has been, like, really that nervous to meet, like, my significant other's parents. Mm-hmm. 
but it's also maybe because I come from, like, a big family, so I'm like, whatever. Like, no matter what you throw at me, I've already seen it tenfold. Like, I have three sisters. <laughs> right, right. True. But okay. he, uh, yeah, he's freaking out. <laughs> he was really freaking out, and then um, he, like, had to talk with her sister, and he just, like, kept talking over her, and she just kept being like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like she couldn't even get like a word in. Mm-hmm. And then like they ask him just normal fucking questions. All the family members ask him like just a basic question like so what, like what would happen though if you like got sent home, and he like loses it not in front of them but like in his private confession. Um, actually no, I forgot. You're right. That's when. Her mom said that thing. Like, no one ever says this in the seasons. Her mom, like, when he was talking to her, was just like, well, if... What'd she say? She's just like, if you... If she chooses someone else, you will be okay, like, at the end of this. Like, basically saying, it's not gonna be you. (laughs) Oh, I don't even know if I picked up on that. Yeah, it was so weird that, like, her mom, like, brought up Garrett and was just like, well, if she doesn't pick you at the end of this, you will be okay. By the way, her mom is, like, the sweetest creature ever. Oh, my God, yeah. Wow. She seems like she is such a good mom and, like, loves Becca so much. So much. I know. And she's, like, trying to comfort Blake and be like, you will be okay. It was sweet. She could probably tell that he was, like, nervous as hell. But that's when he, like, lost it. It was, like, they show in his, like, little confessional interviews. He's just like, oh, she's going to pick Garrett. Well, he's like, I just don't want to talk about Garrett anymore. Like, why is everyone bringing up Garrett? Like, why is everyone asking me, like, how I'd feel if I go home? Like, am I going home? Clearly, I'm going home. Or, like, why is anybody even, like, bringing it up? Like, I just don't want to talk about Garrett anymore. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, that's kind of weird because usually, like, they don't show when it gets to be at this point. They don't, like, talk about the other person by name. They'll kind of, like, tiptoe around it. But very rarely are they just, like you know talking about the other man yeah definitely it was interesting that's what made me think that abc was just like fuck it everyone knows that it's garrett so let's play this up yeah that's like and mess with his mind even more yeah because it's like at that point i felt like it was like very obvious it was garrett same even though i knew but like i did think there was like one really good redeeming moment is when i don't know if it was becca's stepdad or her uncle asked him like um, so is there something that I should know about Garrett? That's, like, maybe why Becca shouldn't choose him. And he, like, didn't say anything bad about Garrett. Like, he had a literally open door to say something bad. Yeah. Just like, no, like, I can't think of anything. Like, I'm just here for Becca. I'm not really concerned yeah. about Garrett's behavior. And I was like, that's, like, very nice. Yeah, overall, he's, overall, both the family visits went very well. Yeah. I think the overall takeaways were that her family felt that Blake would, like, challenge her more, which yeah. is, like, a nice way of saying that they think Blake is smarter. <laughs> yes. But that they're, you know, Garrett's all about the whole, like, traditional, I want to protect you, you'd be a great mom, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I do think that Garrett's, I don't know if it was just editing, though, but I do think that Garrett's meeting went better than Blake's, but overall, they're both fine. Yeah, I think so, too. And then, um, Becca is, like, feeling guilty because, for loving Garrett, because she thought for the whole thing that it was going to be Blake, um, she, like, thought for up until, like, the last two episodes that it was going to end up being Blake. She, like, in her heart thought for sure she was going to get engaged to Blake. And then she started, like, loving Garrett. So now she's, like, feeling very guilty and, like, very emotional because she kind of feels like she's, like, betraying Blake in her mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, like, a struggle she has throughout this whole episode. Yeah. Then she's. I think she says something along the lines of, like, like her and Blake's relationship peaked too early which is hilarious because the whole timeline of both of these relationships is like six fucking weeks yeah so like her relationship with Blake's might have peaked in like the second week whereas Garrett's was like the fifth week Ooh. right 
at the end of the day, you don't know any of them. Yeah. Um, and then she goes on her one-on-one with Garrett. And they're, like, on a boat with, like, a shit ton of dolphins. Yeah, and honestly, there was like, I don't even think I paid attention to either of these dates. <laughs> oh, I was like hardcore on Twitter, which you saw. Wait, <laughs> sidebar again. Hi, everyone. Um, I was like laughing so hard when you texted me yesterday and I said like, oh, I already subtweeted you. Did you think I was kidding? No. Oh, okay. Because like when I said that, I was like, I wonder if he thinks like I'm being sarcastic or I was like making a joke. But then you like saw my subtweet and the hashtag was like subtweet. <laughs> No, are you kidding? I knew you weren't kidding. Of course you were to tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Megan ignored me yesterday on a very important subject. I will literally tweet the picture of how fucking soaking (laughs) wet I was in that rainstorm. Next on our Instagram. (laughs) Megan, I I was literally running around Brooklyn barefoot in water up to my ankles Everyone else was, like, fucking sitting in, like, stores and, like, not leaving. And I was like, I'm not going to stand in a bodega for the next 30 minutes until the... Anyway. <laughs> I ran home. <laughs> and and I did not text her. Morgan back. Lesson fucking learned. She didn't text me back about the opening of Lisa Vanderpump's new restaurant. I guess it's not really Lisa Vanderpump, but whatever. Oh, Tom it's Tom. definitely Lisa Vanderpump's. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom like 90% Tom. Lisa's, 10% Tom's. <laughs> yes. And then <laughs> 9% Tom, and then 1% Tom Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Schwartzy. <laughs> and so Megan didn't text me back about it, but then I, she snapped me and then liked one of my tweets. So then I subtweeted her. <laughs> <laughs> and let her know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Um, so don't ever do that to me again. I was waiting with my holding my breath like what is she going to say about Tom Tom I almost died well you know I'm always down to go to Tom Tom you say the word we should do a live broadcast from Tom Tom I would die oh my god next time I go to LA I'm fucking going yeah um oh there was a moment on the boat back to the bachelorette yeah (laughs) i know this isn't why you guys come here but we're going to talk about the bachelorette um back to the moment on the boat there was like a moment where i was like oh no her and garrett are good together because like a dolphin jumped out of the water and she was like Mm -hmm. it reminded me of spiral mac and cheese (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh shit they're no they're like a match (laughs) yeah yeah, um, whatever. I mean, it's clear that they're a match. Yeah. But then she says dumb shit like that, and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Then my next note just says, Garrett, dumb. Um, And then... <laughs> oh, okay. Because, I, yeah, I wasn't paying attention in, like, the daytime part of this, because whatever, all they do is just, like, swim and make out a bunch. But then we get to the night part of it, where Garrett just really says dumb shit. He's just dumb. And, like, I'm not even trying to say that, like, in an insulting way. No, this has nothing to do with anything else that we've, like, whatever, said about Garrett throughout the rest of the season. He's just genuinely not a very well-spoken dude. Yeah, like, it's like a tumbleweed is in his brain. Yeah. he's just dumb in, like, the least mean way. He's just dumb. (laughs) Yeah, he's just kind of, he's just a doof. Yeah, yep, doof. Um, and they're like have like a three hour conversation about how he snores I swear to god that's all they talked about (laughs) yeah I don't know this is when he said like he's just like you don't give me butterflies like butterflies aren't big enough you give me eagles (laughs) I'm getting that as a tramp stamp you don't give me butterflies butterflies are tiny you give me eagles (laughs) With an American flag. <laughs> yeah. I. You give me eagles. He saw it as a 27-year-old man or however old the fuck he is. That That is something to say to someone. I will, I will, like, stand up for the fact that later, I think it's in, like, the live show, they clarify that that's something that his dad always says. Oh, I didn't, see, I didn't even fucking pay attention. He's, he's so boring. 
Well, I was because I was just like, oh dear God, thank God they gave some kind of explanation to the Eagles comment. But that is like Becca said it. She's like, that's what your dad says, and he's just like, yeah. So like it had it had meaning to them, <laughs> but to everyone else, it's like what. Well, then he's, like, talking about why he likes her, and he's, like, I love how she says bag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude goes deep. <laughs> um, that tweet I sent you, but it was, like, Blake, I love how Becca completes me. I love how she challenges me. I love having an equal partner, Garrett. Her eye brown. <laughs> she pretty. My tummy firework. <laughs> And it's funny because it's true. Like, that's the exact type of comparison between them. Blake, like, pours out his love. And Garrett's just like, me love Beck. (laughs) Yeah, like, Blake is always constantly talking about how he's, like, loves an equal strong woman who can be, like, his equal partner in life. And they can, like, continuously build each other up. And Garrett's like, Becca, brown hair pretty (laughs) yeah garrett's like one step away from being like i can't wait for her to make me sandwiches (laughs) yeah probably good cook (laughs) (laughs) um and then yeah that's pretty much their date blake and becca go bike riding on their date i and then (laughs) what a night what a nightmare of a date to be honest (laughs) And then we know, we know that it's hot as balls in this place because they sweat their asses off. Oh like. my god, they're sweating so much! Like during the proposal part or like the very end with Blake, he was sweating so much. I know, I felt so bad. Same. It looked like he had fucking the Mac sparkling setting powder on his face. Like someone was continuously just spraying it on him because he was like yeah. shimmering. <laughs> I think that he was sweating first of all because it's fucking hot and they make them wear suits but I think he's like I don't know I feel like he's just like might be a nervous sweater too so he just like couldn't stop oh he was sweating a lot (laughs) yeah yeah um and then so that's pretty much it all for their day date oh I don't even remember what they did at night they talk about like they're like on the beach and they talk about how he's like he was like nervous a little bit and then at the nighttime, um, he like gives her this like little time capsule thing. Oh God! Yeah. Um, it was trash. I don't know. Yeah, it, it was, was a very sweet gesture, but I think Becca liked it. But I think that she, lo- I think that she was already in the mindset of like, oh, this will be a nice memento to have of our relationship once it's over like you know that's the vibe I got (laughs) yeah I kind of think she already knew because like also when she gave him like the last kiss I was like I feel like she knew that was the last time she was gonna kiss him yeah it was weird I felt like they were already breaking up same and I feel like Blake knew too but then once he proposed it definitely didn't seem like he had any idea that it wasn't him plus she like let him talk for forever Um... I know I think they have to it just felt longer than any other other Bachelor one. Oh my god, I know. Like, hours went by. I was like, <laughs> Becca, just fucking interrupt him already! I was sweating at this point. <laughs> um, and so then, that's their date. So then they go out and pick rings from Neil Lane. Oh god, yeah. The homie. Garrett picks the most atrocious fucking ring. Yeah. It's yellow gold. Yellow gold in 2018 who not I, 1985 like, i still like like, like we were talking about last night like why would neil lane even offer that i i don't know some of some of i don't know some people liked it because like they there's only like a certain number of rings they have to choose from and neil lane put that in his ring briefcase I really hated it. I, it, had, it had some big honking diamonds, I will say that. Oh, it did, for sure. Those diamonds are beautiful. Not, ex- like, with yellow gold. Rose gold, fine. White gold, great. Just plain gold, awesome. Yellow gold? <laughs> fucking kill me. Wait, I was listening to this, um, to this, like, 
the Huff Post like Bachelor podcast earlier today, and they were saying they're just like Garrett is the guy that like sees a K Jewelers commercial come on during like Sunday Night Football for like open heart jewelry. No, just, like oh, yes. My girl would love that. And I'm like, yes, that is so him. That is so him. The fucking open heart. I literally can picture it in my mind. It's the most hideous necklace. So sorry to anybody who's listening and has that. But don't lie to yourself anymore. But Garrett is, you. but they're so right. Garrett's personally the type of guy that sees that shit. Like while he's like four beers deep during football. And it's just like, yes, my girl would love that. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to the fucking mall. Yeah. Walk through Sears. He's like a jeweler's dream. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> he's going to get her Pandora bracelet. Yes. <laughs> the Le'Veon chocolate diamonds. He's so excited to get her that fucking Pandora bracelet. <sighs> yeah. Fuck but honestly, I, you- I will say him and Neil Lane had a moment. They did. Oh, who can't have a moment with Neil Lane? He's the best character of every season. I know. Like, he was, like, explaining, like, there's one in the middle, and the the diamond on the outside is you, and the diamond on the other side is Becca. And Garrett's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Like, he got so excited. There's three of them. There's three diamonds. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Can we get let's go engraved in it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh poor Garrett um and then so God, he's just like, such an easy target <clears throat> it's so bad <laughs> and then it's like time for the engagement so Beck- wait 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 what do you think of the ring that Blake picked though I didn't even look because I knew it wasn't the one she was gonna choose <laughs> same I'm well I did I think I got a quick glimpse it was it was better than the one that Garrett picked, obviously, but it wasn't. I didn't love it. It was, it was like silver square, with square, square diamond, and it had a bunch of those like little like pave diamonds around it. But there were like yeah. so many of those little ones that it just looked like. Yeah, I guess dare I, I say cheap because definitely wasn't cheap. But <laughs> I know exactly what it looks like now. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was. It wasn't wouldn't be my choice ever, but so either way, I felt kind of bad for her, especially because I think I really loved the ring that Ari chose for her. I never saw it. Oh, oh, is that true? Did you watch that season? I don't remember. No, I didn't remember because I have a life. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Um. (laughs) So, yeah, both rings weren't good, and we'll talk about how she doesn't like her ring in a second. But so it's time for the engagement. Becca's dress is horrendous. Oh my god! Yeah, it's all the scraps of fabric that are left over in the Joanne's bin, and her stylist just took them all—all all the fabrics from left over from the day—and put them all into one dress. Yeah, it's like a mixture of like a beach cover-up and a prom dress. It's terrible. It literally has a ringlet, like, above her belly button. Like, an open hole above her belly button. Ew. And, yeah, it was crocheted, but then sequined, and then beaded. And then there was, like, beaded wings on her boobs. (sighs) It was a mess. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot of look, as Tim Gunn would say. (laughs) Like, it didn't look bad on her. No, nothing could, I mean, like, really, she wore some ugly shit, but does anything really ever look that bad on her because she's so gorgeous? So, yeah. I mean, it looked good on her, but, like, overall, the dress was, it was busy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so then we're like, who's going to be the first person? They're both on a boat. Who's going to be? Ooh, the suspense is killing me. Yeah, I was like, okay. Um, so it was like... And he's very sweaty, as we talked about. He makes, like, a three-hour-long speech to her. He says some very sweet things. He says the sweetest things. He I says, don't even remember what they are. <laughs> there's only one that I, like, remember. He was like, after all of this is gone, it's just going to be me and you, babe. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Oh. 
I know, I know. Um, and then he's, like, very upset because she's, like, you know, you were, like, the front runner. You were, like, the most solid person. But, like, unfortunately, I just, like, fell more in love with Garrett as time went on. Yeah. And he loses his cool, like, rightfully so. Like, who's, like, who's, like, okay in a breakup? You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. So he, like, loses his cool. He's, like, very upset. He just keeps saying, like, I can't believe how wrong I was. I, like, can't believe how wrong I was. Like, I thought we had something, but I was clearly, like, so wrong. And she's, like, no, you, like, weren't wrong. Like, it just, I just have to follow my heart, blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, crying. She's, like, holding it together. And then he just kind of leaves, like, upset. And then she, like, breaks down. Cause she's, yeah, like, I just, damn. Like, she really held it together. She did. Yeah. Because I was, like, wow, she's, like, doing good. And then as soon as he walked away, she was, like, freaking out. Because she was, like, I, like, don't want him to think that he, like, did anything wrong. Like, I don't want him to feel bad about himself because it was, like, nothing he did. It was pretty sad. Yeah, and then Blake fell apart even more, too. Yeah, and he was, like, I can't believe I have to, like, go through this alone. Yeah, like, all right. Yeah, like, calm down. He was, like, I can't believe I have to do this alone, like, for the rest of my life. So, like, bro. Yeah, like, he's so young. Relax. (laughs) Yeah. You'll find someone. And if you don't, like, that's okay, too. You shouldn't be so reliant on finding someone. But... Yeah. Um, then he, like, finds... Oh, and by the way, this whole time that he was with her, like, breaking down, he finally just, like, gave in and, like, started wiping his nose and his face, like, on his suit jacket. Oh, yeah. He's like, fuck this rented suit. <laughs> I know. He's probably like, it's fucking hot. And then finally, once he's, like, by himself, he gets, like, a towel. And he's just, oh, like... Yeah sobbing into the towel that's so sad which honestly he was probably just like wiping the sweat and then like started sobbing so that's why it looked as pathetic as it did but like oh it was sad it was very sad um and then then, go ahead it like goes to like the live show and we see blake and he's sitting there watching this live in front of a studio audience that's (laughs) terrible of a million people not a million but um and he's like he has to see becca for the first time that night because she's gonna be on the show as well and he's like very nervous but he said there's like no hard feelings and he said that like it has made him like not be scared to fall in love again and that was like pretty sweet i mean obviously he just wants to be the bachelor now yeah i don't think that's gonna happen though are you sh- I don't do you? I don't know. I feel like it's definitely between him and Jason. I just don't feel like he's like emotionally stable enough to be the bachelor. I don't know. People are digging him these days. I just like him not. I don't know why. I don't have I a, mean like I don't dislike him, but like I don't think he's like hot. I don't find him attractive. I mean, I think I would I like him enough that I would like watch his season. But yeah, I don't know. Other, I don't know. I don't have much to say about him. I want it to be Jason, but at the same time, I don't. Because, like, what does he think he's doing to me? I want it to be Jason because if, well, for many reasons. But if it's not Jason and if it's not Blake, I'm scared of what fucking rando they would pick. God. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck knows? Wait, I saw somewhere that someone was like, would you consider being on The Bachelor and they were like it's in the works. Who said that? Oh. It might have been a girl actually. Oh. Um. It could be I feel like it could be some maybe someone from like Paradise. I think they're still so undecided just because you, they can't really decide now that Paradise has started. So I think they're just waiting to see how that plays out before they make a decision. Yeah. I do too. Um, and so then it's Garrett. He gets off the boat. He starts talking, and then Becca interrupts him, and she's like, I just have to let you know that, like, I haven't told anybody I love them, but, like, I love you. And then he's like, oh, my God. They're getting yeah. happy, they're happy. I mean, there's nothing really more I can say. Yeah. They truly seemed super happy. Like, she yeah, was, like, know, over she, the moon. Yeah. And so then they go on the live show, and um, and I'm actually really happy for them because they do seem like they genuinely are going to be, like, a good match for each other. Like, they seem like they really, truly are, like, a, a meant to be. Yeah. Like, you know, in some of these live 
like finales when they it's basically in our minds fast forwarded like two and a half months later when they've been in love they've been together this whole time but some you can tell like when the couples are sitting there if they're gonna last or not and they seemed to be very like genuinely happy yeah they seem just like very excited to be in love yeah I mean Becca's like screaming and laughing at like every single single thing Chris asks her she's like ah I love him Ah!" Chris was like why are you yelling yeah I mean maybe she was I think she was bombed to be honest same um but she does tell tell like a very sweet thing she says like yeah Chris asked her like when did you know that you were like going for Garrett um and she said that when she was leaving Garrett's hometown she was like in the airport eating a breakfast quesadilla which wow yum and (laughs) she saw Garrett's sister and his nieces and nephews and they like all ran up to her and like hugged her and after they left, she, like, started crying because she was just like, this is the person I want to be with. Yeah, that was really sweet. That was really sweet. Um, and you know that he probably just, like, loved that because he's, like, obsessed with his family. So, yeah, yeah. that's very sweet for them. Um, so, yeah, they just seem like they're perfect for each other. And then Garrett apologizes for being uh, a piece of shit human. Yeah, I mean, what people are, I don't know. What do you think? I I don't feel like I'm, like, the right person to ask because I'm obviously a very, like, politically charged person. Um, because he was, like, here's what – I think it's, like, nice that he, like, apologizes. And I do think it's, like, important to, like, stop, like, this, like, canceling behavior. Like, a person's canceled. Like, I think we should definitely be, like, a teaching and growing society instead of like a you're over society yeah and that was the main thing that he touched on is that he like all he can do now is be better so let's let's see it however there was one thing he said that like kind of annoyed me and like not that I think he's like a bad person it just like annoyed me and I was probably just being overly sensitive no I probably know exactly what you're about to say because he was like people are like being really mean to me and it's like um (laughs) yeah like, yeah. imagine how mean people are to, like, transgender people or, like, minorities or, like, refugees. Like, the people that you, like, were talking shit about on your Instagram. Yeah. Like, like how in- they feel. Instead of complaining about, like, people are being mean to me, you should probably just, like, accept that. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. may- maybe just be like, I probably deserve some of this, like, negativity because he was putting negativity out in the universe but then he keeps saying this thing that um he's like oh I uh, whatever like I underestimated the power of like a double tap or some shit like that it's like well that's not really what it's about it's just like you need to it's just the content was very yeah like why would you even double tap that like that would like why can't you just come out and say like I don't agree with you know like just don't denounce the tap denounce the content like you know what I mean right right but it's also like whatever he wasn't like if he like made the meme he would be done in my book (laughs) I just think that he lives in his and I'm gonna sound so annoying right now but like I don't care I think that he lives in his white male bubble and he mm-hmm. doesn't realize that these people are like genuinely struggling to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, Oh, it's just a double tap. And it's like, no, these are people's lives that are like on the line. Like it's so much bigger than a fucking Instagram. Meme. Yeah. It's not about that. You fucking liked a picture. It's about what the picture represents. Yeah. And like these people are dying and it's like, so he just seems so out of touch with the fucking world. Like he just doesn't even get it. To this day, I feel like he still doesn't even get it. Yeah, but like he said, he's, like, trying to learn and grow. So all we can hope is that he does that and Becca supports him. And I think that it was, like, it sucked that they had to go through something like this so early in their relationship. Yeah. But it seems like they did. Yeah, and I think grow stronger from it. I think that will be, like, a good person to teach him, like, this is yeah. the reality of the world and, like, this is why it's it was how it was yeah if anything they did say something he did say something like things that go so far against what becca believes like talking about how hard it was for her so and i know that she 
has like a very like reasonable grasp on like certain issues in the role that she's spoken about. So yeah, I hope she does teach him and will be a good influence on him. For sure. Cause I also feel like, you know, when you are surrounded with people who share those like views that he has, like he doesn't have anyone probably in his life that has different views than him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like a person that's like on the internet, like learning about things. Right. So I'm sure he, he like probably just doesn't have any idea Right. So, and he just thinks of it as, like, something on the internet and not something that's, like, happening to real people. So, hopefully, he gets a grasp on reality, but. People have taken this whole situation, though, quite seriously. <laughs> and I'm I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but it's, like, poof. I don't know. If he's this, was, willing... this was a big deal for the show. Yeah. If he's willing to grow and change, I'm here for it. Um, and not just apologize so that people stop being mean to him. If he's truly ready to, like, understand, I'm, let's go, Garrett. Let's go, Garrett! <laughs> um, and then they, like, get a shitty van and they leave the studio. Yep. If that's, that's it. Um, so, that's the end of that. So then, Bachelor in Paradise started last night. I couldn't watch the episode because I watched the next day. Um, but it's going to be on Mondays and Tuesday nights starting next week. Don't worry. We're still going to record on Wednesdays. I'm just going to watch it Wednesday morning while I get ready. However, I didn't watch it last night because I didn't think this through. So Megan is going to give us a quick recap on the first episode of Bachelor in Paradise. Side note, if you don't know what Bachelor in Paradise is, it's all the contestants who obviously never got engaged and like, got sent home. They all And they can be from all seasons. Um, they all get sent to like an island together and if you're not coupled up by the end of the week you have to go home so yep. back and, to Megan oh yeah well no so I mean also something to know about Bachelor in Paradise is that they really kind of like play into like the cheesy drama and like the tackiness and whatnot of the show like they kind of make fun of themselves with the show which I enjoy uh, yeah it's the best I love Bachelor in Paradise the so, like, never ends. so like one of the highlights of every season is like the intro montage where they play it's like some super cheesy song it's like and everyone does, island. yeah and everyone does like a super cheesy like shtick you know mm-hmm. so that's like the highlight of every season so I mean with this episode I feel like there's a lot to talk about yet there's nothing to talk about the first episodes are usually like a lot of setup you know, showing, like, who's going to be there and, like, basically all of their intros. They follow some of them home and, you know. Then they basically just walk into the beach, say hi to Chris Harrison, and get drunk with each other. And it's kind of like everyone shows up one by one. And then, so, I don't know. Who's, who's, Wills is there. (laughs) That's all that matters. We can all go home now. Um, It's a lot of girls from Ari's season, which Morgan didn't watch. (laughs) and a select handful of girls from I don't know whoever season was before that who was it Nick yeah no oh no Nick Nick and a lot of the guys are from Becca's current season as well as some randoms so Tia's there Colton's there Kendall from Ari's season is there Bibiana from Ari's season is there who else are some big Jordan is there and chicken boy is there. David. Yeah. <laughs> and they hate each other. Yep. Everyone. So, so that's the thing with the first episode. It's like everyone shows up and no one knows who else is going to be there. So they all just show like side conversations of like, Oh, I hope so-and-so won't be here. Like obviously Jordan shows up and it's all like, if David walks in, I'm going to punch him in the face. And then the next person to walk in is David. Ooh. Yeah. And they bring on, every time someone goes home every week, they bring on someone new. Yeah, so, like, the initial cast was there this week, but they won't all be there next week, and other new people show up along the way. So, I don't know. Everyone gets there, they're all getting drunk on a beach. The main drama this episode was Tia had arrived, and she's just, like, 
I, you know, you, we all know Tia, who showed up, in fact, this season as her friend, who still had feelings for Colton. They dated and shared a weekend together. So she's a, she shows up to Paradise, like, ready to get Colton. Like, she is there for Colton, but he's not there. He doesn't show up for, like, the first hour and 45 minutes of the episode. But this girl cannot stop talking about him. Oh like, the whole episode consists of Tia just being like, I'm here for Colton. Where's Colton? Like, every nude person who shows up, she's, like, praying it's going to be Colton. It's actually really annoying. And, of course, they give out, like, date cards. And they get to – Chris Harrison gives out date cards to, like, one person each week. And that person gets to take another person on a date, yada, yada. So guess who gets the first date card? Tia. Guess who's still not there for her to take on a date? Colton. Oh, no. So she's all like, oh, man, 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 who do I take? Guess who she picks? You won't guess because you didn't watch. Fucking Chris. Like, psycho. Jealous Eddie Chris? from Friends, Chris. Oh, my God. Why? I don't, like, out of all the guys <laughs> there. Colton don't even, like, look alike. That's clearly not even her fucking type. What the I fuck? know. So out of every single guy there. Maybe because she's like knew that was the only guy she wouldn't catch feelings for while she waits for Colton. No, but like they caught feels. Like they no! had a good date. Yeah, they had like a really good date. Ew. And I, this is going to be like a love triangle because hello, guess who shows up when Tia gets back from her date? Colton. Colton. <laughs> Ew. Well, I mean, we already know what happens between them, but like. These silly producers. Ew. So anyway, Colton, fuck him shows up and you know usually when the new person comes in they give that new person a date card so they can kind of like ruffle some feathers chicken feathers get it (laughs) but (laughs) thanks but so colton gets a date card and he comes in and tia's all happy to see him and he like does she runs up and gives him a hug and then he doesn't even like pull her aside to talk to her. He immediately starts pulling other girls aside to talk to them. Oh my god. Talks to like three other girls, including this one girl who I think was on Ari season but went home on the first night who is extremely annoying. I can't remember her name. But she had a very annoying laugh. <laughs> and she did the whole like my dad's a football coach. I love sports. I can oh, throw a mean spiral. I don't like drama, you know. I just, like, don't get along with other girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they were kind of feeling each other for, like, a little bit. But, of course, after, like, stringing her along and playing with her mind, Colton takes Tia on the date. And they have, like, a romantic date, so they're kind of, like, back on. So that's where we leave off with this, like, love triangle of Colton, Tia, and Chris. God, Chris. Besides all, like, the intros and everyone walking in, which is, like, quite enjoyable. That's really the main storyline of this episode. Who goes home? No. They, like, did some kind of cliffhanger. Oh, okay. I don't, I honestly don't remember how it ended. But I think they ended with, oh, it ended... Oh, so while Colton and Tia are out on their date, the guys back at the house are like, you know, oh man, fuck Colton, that's fucked up. He's just playing with blah, 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 blah. Chris is like spearheading this like fuck Colton movement. Oh God. So then, but as Colton, they're like, we're going to confront him when he comes back from his date. So like the episode literally ends with like Colton and Tia walking back into the house and the guys are like, come on, man, let's go, you know. Oh, Jesus. Listen, Chris is crazy. I know. I can't believe that Tia picked him. Yeah. Because the like, date. No shade, even though I just said I don't talk about shit about people's looks, but it doesn't matter. Um, He's, like, not cute. Like, not only is his personality shitty, but he's, like, not even, like, so hot that you, like, overlook it like I did with Chad, like, the first three episodes of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good times. Yeah. Um, but like he doesn't even have that going for him yeah and they just don't like compliment each other like their looks their style their personality it's weird ew I don't like that but she's kind of into it so yeah I'm kind of ready I'm glad that the season is starting with this drama so hopefully we can just like move past it because I want to get into some other good stuff because the season looks like it's going to be good 
Yeah, oh my god, I fucking live for the preview where Jordan is wearing, like, a Hawaiian tracksuit. Yeah. Red with, oh, like, yeah, yeah, flowers yeah. Flowers, and it's, like, sleeveless. And, like, oh, the season, the, the scenes for the season are kind of wild. I just want to say, first of all, like, someone calls Joe a grocery store bitch, which is hilarious. <laughs> but actually, oh, it's actually, it's Leo. You know, our friend Oh, my Leo. God, yeah. Leo starts a lot of shit this I can, season. I can see that. Same. There's apparently, like, a pretty um, intense love triangle between Leo, Kendall, and Joe. Joe and Kendall kind of started a little love connection in this first episode. There were a couple little connections made, but nothing worth mentioning, to be honest. I'm just mentioning Joe because I love him. Um, But yeah, it looks like Joe and Leo are going to get into it big time. Yeah, I could definitely see that. They both seem like they need to be dominant. Joe? Territorial. Joe? Yeah. I mean, he's like from Chicago. Yeah, but he's such a little baby. I can't watch his snaps. I tried. Or his Instagram stories. Oh my god, I love them. I love them. I feel so awkward. Like, I literally have to turn it off. I love them. Also, I'm, like, worried that he's gonna be a bad guy because he's, like, such good friends with Jordan. Not that I think Jordan's bad. I just don't like his personality. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of the guys seem to be friends with... Well, and actually, Jordan and Colton are friends, too. So, I think... I don't know. Hmm. They're, they're all friends. Interesting. Um, side note. I also learned today on that other podcast that I listened to that Leo is officially under investigation. I saw that. For sexual misconduct by his employer, which is, who's his employer? It's like Universal Studio or Paramount or something. Because, you know, he works as like a stuntman at a film studio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't read the article, I just read the headline because I was at work and I meant to, but then I'm sure I was actually working for 10 minutes, so. Yeah, apparently he's been accused of saying um, unwelcome things and, like, sending unwelcome dick pics. Oh, yeah. I think we've already discussed at one point on this, but now it's kind of like a real thing and not just a rumor. Um, They really gave Becca a shitty ton of guys. Oh, my God, I know. Poor thing. She, like, did not have a lot to pick from. I'm surprised she ended up with someone she's so happy with. Well, like, what the fuck? Like, did no one apply to go on this season? Like, did they really just have to, like, skim off the streets? (laughs) They found the most immature men they could find. Yeah, like, are they running out of applicants? Yeah, can you find someone who's, like, grown up? My god. (laughs) Does this mean it's my time to apply? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I only sent me emotionally stunted men. That's my type. <laughs> no shade to all my ex-boyfriends who are listening. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a, probably a really, you know, below average recap of the first episode of this shit. But, you know, it's going to be a shit show. But, like, the first episode, like, what can you really say? Like, and they came to the island. <laughs> yeah. Everyone gets drunk. I'm surprised this season's going to go on because Amanda's not there since she has a boyfriend. Oh, oh, little Amanda. (laughs) Yeah. She's been on, like, the past three seasons. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, new people. Like, there aren't that many people who come back. Because, believe it or not, a lot of people who have done this for, like, multiple times are starting to find, like, real relationships. I still can't believe Carly and What's-His-Fuck got married. Yeah. They have a kid now. Yeah, like, that was so surprising because she was so grossed out by him, and so was I. (laughs) Yeah, I think they're really, like, sweet together now, but he's a little, he's a little odd to me. (laughs) He's, like, a fedora-wearing guy, but, like, no, yeah, he's a fedora-wearer. Uh-huh, like, fedora and, like, Birkenstocks. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so then next week there's two episodes, um, that we'll talk about. We'll pick up where Chris left off, ready to confront Colton. Ooh! I know this is, like, supposed to be reality TV shows, but, like, listen, we only have time for The Bachelor, because I was going to see if he, like, wanted to talk about the Kardashians, but 
there's just no way to fit that all in one episode. Oh, are you still there? I was getting an incoming call. Oh, yeah, I am. Oh, okay, good. I thought I lost you again. But yeah, no, I know I thought about that, talking about the Kardashians, but I don't know. We just gab about the weather too much. (laughs) (laughs) So sue us. Um, But yeah, that's it. Anything else you want to say? Um, No. I need to start coming up with better things to say when you ask me that. Uh, No. (laughs) Megan's the least interesting to listen to. Tomorrow's going to be another hot one here in New York City. (laughs) Side note, I was making a Kardashian joke. I actually don't think that he's the least interesting to listen to. Everybody (laughs) thought I was being mean. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't have anything to say either. I have a million texts to read because someone was texting me this whole episode about how I was right about Julia Roberts having a boring Instagram and then they were just sending me screenshots. Oh my God, it's true. Her Instagram is the worst. She's like the Joe the Grocer of actual Insta pictures. Which is what I predicted, I think, in my second episode. So I have like 13 texts. (laughs) Yeah, but she's like a nearly 50-year-old woman. Yeah. She should be, she should have like a weird social media account. AK the best. There's nothing more that I love that than like that type of person trying to be on Instagram. Yeah, like Joe. That's why I love it so much. Shout out to my mom's Instagram story. You're killing it, Michelle. Ooh. She actually takes a lot of beautiful pictures of flowers, but. Aww. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say. Follow us on Instagram, Pop Culture Swine Podcast. You can see a picture of me, see a picture of Megan, see a picture of Rocky. It's lit over there. It's cute. And then I will be back here on Sunday, hopefully sans spider. <laughs> but who I'm fucking calling knows? him and telling him to come back. Fuck off. There's a spider in my kitchen this morning. Seattle doesn't have bugs, but they have spiders. Like there's no other bug besides spiders and there's just it's just like so many fucking spiders. Ugh, man, I don't know. That's yeah. that's pretty it's, fucked up. It's fucked up. So yeah, hopefully it will be better. And then, yeah, me and Megan will be back here next Wednesday to talk about two episodes of Bachelor in Paradise. Holy shit. Hopefully we can fit it in 75 minutes. Yikes. Alrighty. Talk to you okay. soon. Bye, Megan. Bye, Rocky. Bye.